0: Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales
1: leaders, learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is such an important one. Why differentiating matters in mortgage sales? I have the perfect person, my old friend, Scott Johnson. Scott is currently Divisional Executive at Homebridge Financial Services. Prior to that, he was with Prospect and IndyMac and several other companies. Uh, Scott has a terrific nonprofit called Honor Connor. Please check that out. Hi, Scott. Hey, Pat. Well, Scott, let's talk about, I know it's been a lot of years. Let's talk about how you got into the business and how you got into managing.
0: Man, it's a long time ago, Pat, but I got into the business uh, in 1989. And I had a buddy that was a a baseball playing partner of mine. We grew up playing baseball together and I was going to be a pro baseball player. And I tore my shoulder. I was a catcher going to school in Florida and I tore my shoulder. And my buddy had just been playing professional baseball in Holland, and he uh, he got into mortgage banking when he was done playing for baseball for a bank called Dine Bank, and way back in the day, and uh, Dine Bank was doing the no income, no asset verification loans. They were the first ones to really put that on the market aggressively, and uh, he was doing really well. And he said, "Scott, I think you do well in this business." So I started. Uh, interviewing and found a job with a small mortgage banker in Connecticut that was just a Connecticut lender, but they were like in the top three lenders in Connecticut. And I started there as a loan officer. I was there for about three years and having a blast doing a lot of loans, four or 500 loans a year. I think my last year I did 700 loans. It's one of the top producers in the state of Connecticut. And I got offered a job to be a producing manager for a company called Margaret and Margaret was a great privately held mortgage banker, and they were expanding, and they gave me the opportunity to be a producing manager in West Hartford, Connecticut, and uh, quickly grew my branch. We had about 25 loan officers. I think we were doing about 300 million a year back in the day when loan sizes were much smaller. Gave me a great opportunity to, to manage, and that's how I became a producing manager.
1: Well, I know all those companies that you're talking about, so we go back to the same time period for sure. So talk about as a a divisional executive, You know, what are your current challenges that you run across?
0: Well, you know what? I've been doing this a long time, and and I love what I do, but the challenges seem to be the same almost year over year, right? Finding great sales and ops talent that fit your culture, and then creating great experience for our customers so they want to continue coming back and uh, working with our team.
1: Well, that's certainly the tried and true, the holy grail of mortgage banking for sure. And so when you think about the topics that you see as being critical, I know when we talked the other day, you were talking about trends. Talk about the trends that you see coming to the world of mortgage banking.
0: Well, I think there's going to be a lot of changes going on, but obviously the big one going forward in in 2022 is the production is going to change from a very heavy refinance business to primarily focused on purchase business. And as a mortgage banker, I've always been focused on purchase business because that's sustainable and built my team around that. So we have a lot of really strong loan officers, but we did drive about 30, 40% refi over the last couple of years. And that's according to the MBA, that's going to go away or or it's going to be much smaller amount of our volume. So, you know, how are you going to drive that purchase business? And how are you going to drive profitability, right? Without all that volume that you were getting from the refis. So margins continue to compress and uh, it's it's going to be a challenge going forward. Volume drops 25, 30% and some predict more. We have added a lot of staff over the last few years to kind of handle all the volume during COVID. And so I think that's going to be a huge talent. And, of course, one thing I know is near and dear to you is adding new talent, young talent into our industry, especially on the sales side, because it seems like we just keep getting older and no one's getting younger. And uh, so we need we need that. You know, we need to add new talent and finding people, uh, young talent that are willing to put the time and energy in to make it in our business.
1: So Scott, do you see a lot of consolidation where lenders will exit?
0: Oh, I've been through 12 mergers and acquisitions, Pat, in my career. So 30 some plus years. We can go through the litany of names, but there's a lot of them. And, you know, Homebridge bought Prospect about five years ago, and it's been a great transition. But I see some of that is going to continue. Already in the last uh, six months or so, some of my major competitors have been acquired. I know a lot of lenders uh, have partnered over the years with, you know, private equity or hedge funds. And now they're calling, hey, we made our money. Now uh, it's going to be a challenge. So what are you going to do? And I, so I think you're going to see some more consolidation in the industry. And uh, that's just something that's inevitable.
1: So, when you look at all the changes then in thirty years, you've seen a lot, and including the mergers and acquisitions,, uh, talk about how do you keep up to date in all of our world of mortgage banking?
0: I really personally, I try to keep my head down and focus on my team. Homebridge is a great company, and they allow me to run my business like I own it. but I get great support from the you know from the corporate and the executive team, right? And I let those guys focus on all the changes. And then we just execute, right? My primary function is to manage the Northeast and Midwest and focus on the sales and operations side and the profitability of that business unit in my division. So, you know, as long as uh, I have a great corporate support system, which we do, I kind of keep my head down and focus on that. Now, you and I have talked a lot about sales and sales leadership mm-hmm. uh, over the years, and that's what I love doing, right? Leading in, and leading in coaching helping people reach or exceed their goals. So me keeping up with changes really is, is, is grinding it out every day, but also allowing our corporate team to kind of find the right path and then just execute what they, they ask me to do.
1: Well, that leads to our topic today, which is really, I think, an important one about differentiation, not only from the lender's standpoint, but obviously at the loan officer side. So why don't you talk about what your thoughts are on that?
0: How do you differentiate yourself in the mortgage business, I think, is a challenge. We all do the same thing, right? We get up every day and we go out and we try to sell a loan, originate a loan, process underwrite, close a loan, deliver a loan, and then hopefully make a little bit of money on that loan. And and every mortgage banker does the same thing every day. And very hard to differentiate yourself. I think uh, the only differentiator I've seen in a long time on the uh, on the retail side or direct consumer type is rocket mortgage right quick and became rocket rocket mortgage and their business model is they'll spend a gazillion dollars on advertising and try to get the phone to ring and so they've differentiated themselves compared to HomeBridge and all of our competitors that are in the retail space we're grinding it out every day talking to realtors and builders and accountants and financial planners and, and looking for referrals, our past clients. And, and we built, built a great business over the years because it is a high trust business. And we're talking to a consumer who is, is basically telling you everything about themselves to get them a loan. And if you do a good job, then you're going to get referrals. So I think we've differentiated ourselves recently. Homebridge announced a merger with Figure, F-I-G-U-R-E, figure.com. And Figure is an organization that really wants to revolutionize financial services, leveraging blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. And not that I'm an expert in any of that, Pat, but it is very exciting because the CEO of Figure, Michael Cagney, thinks he can save about 100 to 150 basis points per loan in the execution side of the business, between operational efficiencies and then kind of taking out some of uh, the middlemen that have their hands in the cookie jar. And so I'm really excited about that because I think that can set us apart. And we were the first company to kind of go down that path. So it's very exciting and uh, the future is bright. But I think this is going to be the start of, of that kind of change. I think you're going to see more lenders getting involved with uh, fintech companies, right? Mergers and acquisitions have always been in the mortgage industry, primarily bank buying mortgage companies or other mortgage companies, acquiring other mortgage companies. But to actually get involved with a fintech company is huge. So I think that's going to be our differentiator.
1: We've talked about the big picture side of it. Let's talk at the loan officer side, and that would be at the block and tackling end of it. So from a loan officer's viewpoint, and certainly you've managed many of them over all these years, how do they differentiate themselves and how going forward, especially with customers that have so many options as they do with every mortgage company in the world advertising in some way? So talk about at the loan officer level.
0: Well, you know, I think a big change for loan officers today, I'm 58 years old. So let's a lot of loan officers in our group are, let's just say between 40 and 60. So a big change is social media, right? We have to create a social brand and leverage all the different platforms on social media. We also have to really manage our service levels because of all the reviews that are are out there. So we manage every single transaction to get a high quality customer service satisfaction rating, let's say, and we want to make sure that we can post those because so many people are going to the internet to check out reviews and they'll review loan officers. So Scott Johnson, loan officer is going to be reviewed on Yelp or Google or Zillow or wherever it's going to be. I got to do a good job, right? So that's part of it, social media. And then I think there's a lot of tools that leverage in social media like video. Video is another big piece of how you can differentiate yourself because I think it's a communication vehicle that people will watch. The attention span continues to shrink, right? So what do we have? A minute, two minutes maybe to kind of uh, give that pitch. So video I think is powerful. Text, people don't read emails anymore. Very few people read all their emails. They just look at them and delete them if it's not something they're interested in. So. I think text messages and texting video content or value content out to somebody is another piece of it. Those are a few differentiators, but I think the blocking and tackling, the big differentiator Pat, and to be blunt, is get off your butt, get out, and talk to people, right? I mean, over the years, that's how we generated business, and I think we've lost that. A lot of loan officers don't want to leave their desk, right? And I know it was really hard during COVID, but we found a lot of ways to communicate via Zoom or team meetings or things like that, which is still, I think, getting up and getting out when you look someone in the eye and talk to them. But, you know, now we're getting back out a little bit more. And I think we need to continue to build those relationships. I think the real estate community still drives a lot of the transaction, right? And we still need to continue working with them and building those relationships, as long as there's realtors, you're going to need good loan officers because they're a partnership. And as long as that continues, people try to make that change for a long time where to eliminate the realtor or the loan officer just hasn't happened. And um, I don't see it happening in the foreseeable future.
1: So, Scott, when you're talking about the partnership between really the lender and the loan officer, it is interesting to me, and I'd like to hear your comments on sometimes what you see at the loan officer level that they think marketing is the lender's job and that, therefore, that's not something they should be doing. In other words, they're really the individual and of course, refinancing encourages it where they're the individual slotting the customer to a loan and not understanding that our business is forming these relationships, which is has to be their marketing. Talk about that differentiator between the lender's marketing and then, of course, the loan officer's marketing.
0: Great question. And, and I think it's a combination of both, right? We have right. a platform called Growth Engine, which allows a lot of direct-to-consumer marketing, electronically automated. We have marketing strategists working with all of our loan officers to help them drive things we just talked about, say social media and Mm -hmm. video, things like that. But at the end of the day, the marketing side for a loan officer is to go out and build those relationships. So you have your database, which all good loan officers have a database. And that can be marketed to electronically, right? And maybe a couple touches over the year with the phone call, check in, how you doing, a mortgage checkup. Just can maintain that customer relationship that you started. But on the realtor-builder side, you got to go out and talk to people. And that's the loan officer's responsibility. We can't recreate that for them. We can help them follow up on leads. We can help them with their social media marketing. We can help them with other forms of marketing. But at the end of the day, they still have to go out and do you know, the face-to-face, belly-to-belly marketing uh, to be successful.
1: Well, certain certain managers have made the comment, and I'd like to hear what you think about this, that the newer loan officers or the younger loan officers aren't that comfortable doing those types of interfacing person-to-person. Is that your experience?
0: I have hired a lot of rookies, Pat, and we've talked about this, but I've hired a lot of rookies over the years. And I think we need to really educate the up and coming young talent on how to do that kind of sales and salesmanship where you're building relationships. I think, unfortunately, with my kids, right, unfortunately, a lot of them have grown up so tied to their phone as a form of communication. And I don't mean talking, I mean texting. I mean, social media, Instagram and TikTok and all those other things that they do. And they've never learned how to really build those relationships and they're not comfortable maybe doing that. But the beauty of mortgage banking, and it's, and I, I felt like when I started a long time ago, I'm selling money and everybody needs it. So to me, it's a really easy sale, right? But building the relationships are the hard part. And I think we really need to educate. It's easy for somebody to go take a licensing test and pass a test because maybe they're a good student, they're, a, they're able to study. But to actually learn how to sell, that is not an easy thing to do. Obviously, a lot of people were born with some really good interpersonal skills and maybe sales skills, if we want to call them that, just like hitting a baseball or throwing a football. But, but a lot of that behavior can be learned. You can definitely learn and be consistent and drive it and keep working, working, working to, you know, to get better at it. And, uh, but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of the younger talent out there is uncomfortable because they're not used to building those relationships.
1: That's really a good point. And actually we could go on for a long time about this topic because it's certainly an important one. I hear it all the time uh, from lenders. So uh, Scott, why don't you give us a couple of takeaways for our listeners today?
0: Well, I think number one, if you are a sales leader, you just got to make sure you get your team up and out and keep encouraging them. To get on the road and go build relationships pick up the phone and make those phone calls to to try to grab some time with somebody so you can actually build those relationships i think the other thing is really leverage the data there's so much information out there today uh not only uh, on what are the realtors are doing in the community what kind of volume they're doing but target the right people right target the right realtors that are doing business and try to start with that list and work on that list if you're a loan officer and start going after the people that actually sell houses and then see if you can, you know, get some time with them and and definitely have a really tight value proposition. What are you going to do? Cause everybody has competitive rates and everybody provides good service, but what value add do you bring to the table? Right. And uh, so I think you want to make sure you have that and have it well oiled so you can talk to somebody about that. But well, I think that's the big thing is focus on the purchase business, build those relationships And on the recruiting side, that's always going to be a battle, but find the right talent uh, that fits your culture and uh, don't make exceptions to that because they usually fail, you know? So those are a couple takeaways.
1: Well, you're certainly words of wisdom for sure. And I want to thank Scott for sharing them with us today. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I certainly appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks so much, Scott. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.